want to start by saying this is take two. I don't think anybody was in here watching the first time when I went through and did it. But, um, yeah, this is take two. I have already recorded this entire thing. And, uh, it took an insanely long amount of time. And it sucked so much. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, I want to break this down again, just to reiterate, like, I'm going to say this probably every episode, probably every stream, it's going to be like that. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you're watching it on YouTube, whatever platform you're using to hear my voice or see my face right now, um, I'm recording this live on Twitch right now. So, uh, if you want to see the live recording, you can do that on Twitch. Um, at twitch.tv slash abbydrives. So that's always going to be there. I will post on my Instagram story. I'll try to post a day ahead. I'm really far behind now with my schedule because I had like plans for the podcast and then I ended up kind of screwing myself because I didn't hit the save button on Twitch, which I really honestly think don't should not be a thing, but whatever. Um, it should automatically save in my opinion, but what am I going to do? So this is the second time that I've recorded this, so it's kind of ridiculous but regardless um i'll record this live then i will upload it to youtube and then i will upload it to spotify so i have to edit the youtube and the spotify videos so bear with me on time for that so the plan for this series is going to be um to go through the cars universe and just kind of talk about how insane it is and how ridiculous it is and all of that um, we're going to go through a few categories, and then um, those categories will apply to every single episode, whether we're covering Cars 1, 2, or 3, and then I haven't decided yet if I'll do the shorts. If I do the shorts, I will do them all in one episode. It won't be, like, little tiny episodes with the shorts in them, so. The first, up, the first section that we'll cover is physical slash anatomy questions about the cars, because, again, they're, they're cars, but, I mean, obviously, they have human features, so I have a lot of questions about that. Then I have the question of how it got from um, a human world to a car's world. Um, so there's two theories on that, and we'll get into that later. Um, my next section after those is Abby's a nerd. Um, so it'll that involves, like, me being annoying about the cars, me being annoying about the races, and then just a random section called, um... Which is just me being my classic insane self looking at the universe through way, 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 way too much um, detail. Just weird things that I noticed in the actual show. And then also just like weird stuff that like has always bothered me. But anyway, we'll get into all of that. Um, and then we'll go through some other stuff. But before we do that, I wanted to talk about some car news because... Um, Dodge has released their plans for the electric charger, and this would not be a car content podcast slash YouTube show slash Twitch show if I didn't say something about it. They've set up this uh, new electric charger, and uh, they're using the Daytona sound, I think. It's supposed to be like a crazy sound, but it's on a speaker, so keep that in mind. And it's... Look, I'm all for electric cars, and I think that they're crazy because they're super fast and they're awesome, right? And, like, yeah, they're going to gap every car in a short race, you know? 
and it would be super fun to drive, but you... What mod can I do to an electric charger? Like, I mean, like, you get all of the visual mods, but you can't do anything else with it, and it makes me sad. So, whatever. Um, if you guys want to tell me your opinions about that, I would love to hear them. Um, my main concern is the sound. Like, Dodge, in their commercial for it, was like, we reserved the right, to, the right to be loud, and like they're still hyping up the sound of the charger because it's, it's a charger, and that's what they do. Um, but the funny part is, is like it's a speaker box. Those things break all the time. Like, what are you gonna do when it breaks? You're just gonna cry? Like, what? <laughs> that's so sad. It makes me sad. So sad. So anyway, I'm gonna get started. So Cars One, we all know it. We all love it. We've all seen it before. Um. And I know that we've all probably thought about the obvious stuff, the weird stuff, about, like, why are the eyes in the windshield and not in the headlights? Like, it's a common question. When I look at a car in the real world, I say, hey, that car looks really mad. And the reason that I say it's mad is not because the windshield looks angry, it's because the headlights look mad. And I, I think that the choice to put it in the windshield was smart, but at the same time... I hate it. <laughs> Which is how I feel about most of the content in the Cars universe. I love it, but I also hate it, and I want to get rid of all of it. So, get ready for me to be indecisive about how I feel about all of this. Okay, so, first things that I have on here is the jobs category. And now this one's not going to be very big in the first, ep in the first uh, movie because... Unfortunately, we barely get to see any jobs. The only real jobs that we see are the people in Radiator Springs. We see reporters, we see racers, and we see, like, cameramen and reporters. And that's really all that we see because it focuses on his actual racing career, which is really annoying. But I have two questions, and mostly it's about the cameramen and the photographers because I can understand a reporter. They have mouths. Don't get me started on why, but, or how. But they have mouths, so I understand being able to report. The question is, how are they recording it? How do you take a massive camera, right? And I see them, like, moving the camera. Like, I'm sorry, you can't see my hands. Uh, like, moving the camera back and forth with their front tire. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I apologize. This is not a visual medium, and I, I'm terrible at this. But you can see them moving it with their tire, and I can sort of get behind that. But what about those intricate parts where they're zooming in or like something like that where it's like, I don't know, it's very specific and it just doesn't make sense to me because cameras are so intricate little machines. Like you have to be able to push all of the tiny little buttons, especially if you're like recording a race or something. What if something happened? You're going to pan over real quick. Like you're just going to whip the car over sideways. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And that's how I feel about a lot of this. And the photographers themselves, I don't understand how they click the button. But anyway. This one is kind of offhand. Um, mostly, this one is just about the first race. There is a massive pileup because um, Chick, like, bumps into somebody and then they spin out and there's this huge wreck. And he says something to McQueen about, like, try to get through that McQueen or something like that. And to me, my question is... Like, genuinely, if we are supposed to say that the cars are people because they can get injured, right? 
And we know that they can get injured, and we know that they feel pain, because later in the actual movie, um, when Lightning McQueen is running on the dirt track in Radiator Springs, he flies off the end of it, he's like, ow, and then a cactus falls on him, and he's like, ow, and uh, he, like, screams in pain, so we know that they can feel pain. So this massive pileup in the race would be, like, a huge wreck with so many people injured, and Lightning McQueen jumps on top of one of them. So, like, okay, the way that I see this as a comparison is, um, like, in the Olympics, there's those foot races, right? And everyone is racing, and they're all running around. I imagine, like, Chick is a human person, and he trips someone, and then they fall. And now there's this massive pileup because everyone is just tripping over each other. Lightning McQueen, in order to get through this mess, jumps on one of the cars. Now, that is bad because if they can feel pain, this person that's most likely critically injured just got jumped on by an entire car. Like, that's ridiculous. Hi, Henry. But, like, he literally, like, the car is, like, this way on its top, which is bad enough anyway. And Lightning McQueen's, like, boonk. And he jumps, like, tire to tire and uses this car as a trampoline. And so, that is a huge question for me. Also, watching the race, I realized that um, tires are not legs. They're, like, shoes. Because they replace them so easily, right? So, like, there, it's just like runners need new shoes, right? It's like that. That's my guess, I guess. I, I don't really know. But because they're replacing them so much, I mean, they can't be legs. Because, like, he was popping their legs off and replacing legs. Like, it's got to be shoes. But if those, are, if those are shoes, then what are feet? Like, are the brakes feet? Important questions I have here. They're really in, they're really intelligent questions and they're really important questions that I need to know the answers to. So somebody get on that. Please and thank you. The next thing I have on here is um there's a scene where the like fangirl Miatas, which we're not gonna talk about yet, but we will address later, um they flash him and like it's supposed to be, it's insinuated that, like, flashing is, like, flashing. Like, they flash their lights at him, but they're insinuating that, like, it's inappropriate. They get, like, dragged off by security immediately. And so my question is, how is that inappropriate? Like, the Miatas are the only cars without their headlights just out. So does every like, is everyone else being inappropriate constantly and no one's doing anything about it? But when the Miata does it, it's, like, this bad thing. That doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, does that also make it inappropriate if the Miata ends up driving at night? Like, it has to pop open its headlights. There's nothing else it can do. Like, it's driving in the dark. So is that inappropriate? Can the Miatas not drive at night? Are they, like, like they're, like, they have, like, a curfew? No. Important. I need to know. Someone told me the answer. Um, another thing is the scene where Lenny McQueen is talking to the rusty cars, and he's, um, trying to avoid them because he thinks that they're gross. Uh, my question is, so they have mouths, right? And I'm not gonna address how weird that is, I'm, I'm gonna move past that. Uh, they have mouths, and 
I can't get past like it's just that's crazy to me. They have mouths. So their jaw is basically the bottom bumper, right? So Fred is one of the cars and everyone knows him because he's got the license plate that literally says his name. And it's like wearing a name tag. And Fred's jaw falls off. Or his bumper, at least, falls off. And I guess my question is... What happens to his mouth? Like, because... it, The vehicle that Fred is... If you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put a picture up here and you can see. It's not possible for that mouth to have stayed intact. If Fred was just like... Because his mouth, the bottom half of his mouth is the bumper, right? So when that comes off, like he had teeth, it, when that comes off, what are they going to do? Like, what does he do? Because now he's missing the whole bottom half of his mouth. And now can he talk? Because it feels like his mouth, like his tongue and stuff, should not be attached anymore. I don't understand at all. Then... We have the scene where they're running to the uh, Los Angeles Speedway, I think, something like that. I don't remember the name of the Speedway. But um, they're, like, hurrying there because they want to, like, schmooze Dinoco or whatever. And um, Lightning McQueen, it, like, wants to get there first. So he tells Mac that, like, they're going to go through the night. They're not going to stop. He just wants to drive through. And Mac is getting really tired, and so is Lightning McQueen. And so my question is, what, what makes the cars tired? Like, physically, it doesn't feel like they should be able to get tired. Because they're, because they're cars, you know? So, they're not running out of gas, because Lightning McQueen isn't even driving, so how would he be getting tired? He's not running out of gas. So I just don't understand, like, how... How are how are they getting tired? What are they running out of or running low on? Like, their batteries can't be dying because Mac is driving. So what is making them tired? Why did they sleep? Like, that doesn't make sense. How, how are they getting sleepy? And then, like... Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm saying I don't know a lot, but I really don't. I don't know. Um, The next little note that I have, which is absolutely chaotic, is how are the cars made? And then not in, like, a weird way. I need to know because they insinuate a lot that they're made for their jobs, right? Like, um, Lightning McQueen was made to race because he's a race car, right? Of course he was made to race. But did Lightning McQueen grow up wanting to race? Or did, was he just made an adult car? Like, was he just car adult right like are they born adults and then if they are born adults how are they made because like they insinuate that like the maker is like god right because like at some point max says like thank the maker or like the manufacturer thank the manufacturer and i'm like cool sick i don't like so that's god so is the manufacturer God, or is that like they're like they literally come from the manufacturer? And in that case, who is the manufacturer, and how are they being run? Are they a car? Like, let's say Porsche, because Sally's a Porsche, right? 
is Porsche a car itself? Or is, like, it just random? I don't, it doesn't make sense. Also, I need to know if they are made in a factory, who is running the machinery? Because machinery is delicate stuff, right? And cars are made with, like, intricate wiring and, like, intricate pieces and, like, little tiny things make a massive difference in a car. And cars can't do that, right? They've got tires. They don't have hands. So how are the cars being built if they are being built? Or do they just, new car, poof, new car, boom. And if there are young cars, how do they grow? Or do they only grow mentally and not physically? Because that would make sense to me. If they, like, start out the, like, large size, but they, like, mentally are a toddler. That makes sense to me. It, should, it shouldn't make sense to me, but it does. And then my next question is also about age. Because there's a scene where they're showing the Radiator Springs in its heyday, right? And they show you, like, Route 66 and, like, all of that, and they show you all the old cars that were there and all of that kind of stuff. But all of the cars in Radiator Springs, except for Sally, are there in the flashback scenes. And so my question is, how are they aging and are they aging? Because, yes, obviously a car can get older. Obviously a car can, you know, whatever. It ages with time. But... Does it age physically? Because, like, Ramon doesn't feel old to me. And I get that he's an older car, but he doesn't act like he's old. Like, obviously, the sheriff and Doc and, uh, what's her name, the Model T, they all are old, very clearly, because they look old. And they act old. But Ramon and Flo don't act old. Right? Like, that's weird to me, because, like, if they're not, like, are they old then? Or are they not old because they aren't physically, like, or, like, mentally showing age? Is that how they age? Is just mentally. Because they can't change physically. Because they're cars. And then we see in Doc's garage, when Lightning McQueen is poking around, and then he gets caught, uh, we actually see some boxes on Doc's shelf. Um, in Doc's garage, and they're spark plugs, but they're up really high, like, they're above Lightning McQueen, and I just don't understand how Doc reaches them at all. And then, um, at the end, Chick wins the race, but then everyone hates him, so they start throwing his own merchandise at him, and I, they don't show the cars throwing them, and the reason for that is almost definitely because there's no physical way for a car to launch something like that. Like, it's not possible, and it makes me kind of frustrated because it's like, how are they throwing them? They can't throw anything. They are cars. They don't have hands, and they don't have arms, more importantly. So even if I allow the, like, oh, well, they're able to push a button and do this with the camera, like, no. You can't do that when you're launching objects. It's not possible. And Disney needs to get back to me on that. Because I genuinely need to understand, how are these cars throwing things at Chick? Because it's not physically possible. It's just not. So, now we're going to get into some theories. And the theories revolve specifically around how the car 
universe started. So specifically, how did the universe get from just, like, was it, because obviously there were humans in it, and we'll get more into that in um, the Cars 2 movie. There's a lot of that content in Cars 2 that proves that humans were in the Cars universe at some point. And there are human persons mentioned in the Cars universe. So, um, there are two theories on how this happened. So, how did we get from all people to all cars, right? So, there's two theories. So, the first theory is world takeover. So, basically, the Cars forcefully took over the world and exterminated all human beings. And I know that sounds insane, but genuinely, like, there are some things that are like, what happened to the people? And it just seems strange, because there's a lot of situations in here where um, you'll, you'll start to wonder. And then also the next one is humans to cars. So basically, human people turned into cars. And so, mostly, the main thing is that we see a lot of buildings in um, Cars 1. Not too many. Um, and a lot of them are bigger buildings, so the cars are able to drive into them. But we pass a truck stop on the way to Radiator Springs with Mac and Lightning McQueen. And Mac really wants to stop. And all the trucks are sleeping. And they're all sleeping outside because they're trucks and they can't fit inside of the truck stop. So my question is... Why is the truck stop so small if it's made for trucks? Because the trucks should be big enough to get into the truck stop so that they can do truck stop things. Like, truck drivers go inside and they eat or whatever they need to do. So if, like, in Radiator Springs, there's a hotel. If the trucks are going to sleep at the truck stop, there should be a place for the trucks to go in and take a nap, like a, like a hotel. But there's not. The truck stop is smaller than trucks, but it's not... It's not really big enough to be made for cars. And you'll notice it if you see it. I'm going to put a picture up on the YouTube video. But it does, not, it does not make sense for the trucks to be at a truck stop that's that small. So, I mean, obviously there were people at some point. Obviously. It's obvious, guys. <laughs> Come on. Get on board. So the next questions. Um, and really, most of the theories for human to cars... Uh, come from very specific humans being portrayed as cars or being mentioned in the Cars universe. And a lot of people think that that means that they've turned into cars or were cars in the universe and just they were never humans. Um, so the two examples that come out of Cars 1 are Sheryl Crow and Jimi Hendrix. And Jimi Hendrix is mentioned by Fillmore um, because... Um, Sarge starts playing the National Anthem or something in the morning, and Fillmore plays Jimi Hendrix over it, and Sarge gets mad, and, um, Fillmore says, respect the classics, it's Hendrix, and so Jimi Hendrix exists in the Cars universe, period, because his music is being played, and he's being mentioned, like, so obviously he exists in the Cars universe. So, the question is... Was Jimi Hendrix a human being that got murdered in the takeover, which actually I think he might already be dead and I cannot prove that? Or is Jimi Hendrix, or was Jimi Hendrix, a car? 
at some point. And if Jimi Hendrix was a car, someone tell me what car he would be. Because I, I thought about it for a long time, I can't think of one. But anyway, if you're in the chat, say it. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, DM me on Instagram. I really want to know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can just put it in the comments. But genuinely, I need to know. Like, what car would Jimi Hendrix be? We don't have that question about Cheryl Crow, though. Because Cheryl Crow is not just mentioned. You see her. And Cheryl Crow is not just a car. She's a camper. And she's not just a camper. She's a camper in the Elvis RV Club. So, you better get on Cheryl Crow's level. So, regardless of whether or not the cars took over, Cheryl Crow has become a camper. Or, maybe someone... That is a camper has taken over the personality and voice and all of that of Cheryl Crow. It's possible, I guess, because this is insane and really anything, I guess, is possible. So, yeah, Cheryl Crow is a camper in the Cars universe. And she's in the Elvis RV Club. We know this because we see her at the beginning of the movie, like right at the beginning, if you just turn on Cars, like I think it's like six minutes in, it's not very far in. You see her, she is singing the song, the intro song, before the race. And she, yeah, we see her in the, uh, in the infield at the race. And she's, she's singing the song. So, yeah. Now for the fun section. So this is the Abby's a Nerd section. So we're going to go through some race things, some car things. And then the um section, and then we are done. So, if you're getting bored, you're welcome. It's almost over. Okay. So, for the race things section, I only have one thing written down. And that's because for Cars 1, there's not a lot of content, race content, in Cars 1. So, unfortunately, there was not a lot to put into this. So, I ended up with um, very little to say. But in Cars 2... Most of the content is going to be races because there are so many races in Cars 2. So we'll have a lot of race things to go over. And the only thing that I have in race things for Cars 1 is one very unpopular opinion. And I think I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for it. But um, you can come and fight me if you really want to on it. But Lightning McQueen lost the first race. He should not have been in the tiebreaker. He lost. Period. This man thought that he was big stuff, and he didn't go in for tires, and you know what? That was his fatal mistake, and he blows him out, and this man only ties using his tongue, okay? That's not possible. Lightning McQueen lost, period. You cannot win by a tongue. You can't tie by a tongue. That's ridiculous. If you go to the Olympics, you're watching the Olympics, and someone goes, eh, at the finish line, they don't win, Okay? They don't win. You can't win by a tongue. You gotta cross that line. Okay? can't win by a tongue. Ridiculous. So yeah. Um, that's an unpopular opinion if you want to fight me on that. I honestly... Go ahead. I'd love to hear your argument for that. But yeah. Go ahead and fight me. Any of you. Get in my DMs right now. So... Um, car things. Now, these are really honestly just random crap that I thought about a lot because I am a car enthusiast and I think about stupid stuff when I watch any movie with a car in it. 
and especially this because there's so much to think about. So the first thing I have down is that we love that the Miatas are fangirls, and that is facts because Miatas... If you've ever met a Miata driver, you understand what I'm saying. Because Miata drivers are some of the most, like, loyal... Like, okay, they are up there with Jeep owners, if that makes any more sense. Like, Jeep owners will fight you if you say Jeeps are bad. Like, Miata owners are the exact same. Like, they will literally, like, come after you if you say anything bad about Miatas. Like, bro. And they always want to race you. That's not... But that's not my point. But I'm just saying that the Miatas are fangirls in the movie. And that makes a lot of sense to me mentally. Because people that drive Miatas are such fangirls about Miatas. So that absolutely tracks to me. Um, I, was, I put in here that a chick being caked with sponsor stickers is genuinely iconic. And I didn't lie. Okay. Because it's true. If you've seen my car, you understand why I'm saying that, because I'm trying to be Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm trying to be caked with sponsors. Um, so if you own a small business and you want me to rep your business, give me one thing for free and I'll put a sticker on there for the rest of my life. I'm serious, okay? I'm very serious about that. Find me. <laughs> DM me. It's Abby Drives on Instagram. I'm gonna keep telling you guys to DM me. I'm gonna do the most random stuff. Anyway. Also, I have that Boost is the coolest person in this movie. And if you disagree, then you're wrong. Um, Boost, by the way, is one of those four cars, the cruisers, that, like, come up by uh, Mac while he's passing out. And they, like, knock him back and forth on the highway. Um, Boost is the pink and maybe purple, maybe gray one. It's hard to tell because it's dark, but I love Boost. Boost is the best. Anyway, the next thing is that um, Sally was cheated, and I have a lot of things that I really got frustrated about with Sally and the way that they treated her because Sally was robbed, okay? Because she is the only Porsche in this movie. She's the best-looking car in this movie, period. And they... Listen to what they had the audacity to do to my to my girl, okay? They gave her stock, five-spoke flat chrome wheels. Stop. Full stop. Listen. My girl Sally deserved so much better than that. And they didn't even black out her badges. And she is metallic blue, okay? So, basically, whoever decided on that can come over to my house and fight me. Disney, tell me who it was, okay? Because I need to take up my complaints directly, okay? Who did that? And why? What made you think Metallic Blue was a good color for my girl Sally? And also, why didn't you give her any kind of an upgrade? Tragic. And also, she doesn't have a spoiler, which makes me really mad. But they have the whale tail for those Porsches. And she didn't even get that. They didn't give her anything. My girl Sally is, she's just dying over there. She's drowning. And no one is helping her at all. So sad. So sad. So uh, if anyone is good at graphic design, get me a picture of Sally with, give her some 
nice wheels. They don't have to be anything crazy. Maybe BBS would mm, BBS might look good on there. But give me give me like a made over Sally. But don't make her blue. Any other color but blue. Any other color but blue. Okay. Anything. Well not no okay. I take that back. Not not anything. Like give me like red. Or maybe black. White would be fine. Any color that is normal. That's not metallic blue, okay? Or at the very least, leave her metallic blue and black out the badges and give her nice wheels and a spoiler and boom, you have a fantastic looking car. But the only thing that they did that they did right by Sally is they gave her the best engine sound in this entire movie and that includes Lady McQueen and every other race car in this entire movie. They gave Sally the most fantastic engine noise. And on YouTube, I will pause and I'll put in a clip of her engine noise. It sounds better than Lightning McQueen's, period. There's no beating out Sally's engine noise. It sounds fantastic. That drive scene, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, well, that sounds so good. And then Lightning McQueen would go by. I'm like, ew, don't put him on the screen. I want to look at Sally and her terrible wheels. And then also, when they're up there at that... um old motel or whatever that is wheel wheel well in is it a is it an inn or is it a restaurant i think that they make it a restaurant in cars too but i don't know it's possible um while they're up there though and sally's talking to mcqueen about why she stayed in radiator Springs, she says that she fell in love like with the town but he doesn't realize that she's talking about the town and he says corvette Okay, the fact that this man insinuated that a Corvette would ever date a Porsche makes me genuinely angry. And that's because Sally is out of every Corvette's league. There's not a single Corvette, even the new C8s, you can find me on that too, that deserves Sally. Okay, none of them. None of them. They're not good enough. And the fact that we are insinuating that a C8, C8, that a Corvette... And Sally with date is just, no. Stop, I won't allow that. You better stop thinking about it right now, okay? It's not, it's not allowed in my, in my universe. So, now we are in the most chaotic section of this entire podcast. And my favorite section, because it was the most fun to put things into and to think about. And it's, it's very chaotic, and you can tell by the way that it starts, um, because it starts with the simple fact that Chick has a Magnum P.I. mustache. And I'm not talking about the new Magnum P.I., where he's super fine, but I'm talking about the old Magnum P.I., like 80s or 70s, I don't actually know, Magnum P.I. with um, Tom Selleck. I want you to Google Tom Selleck's mustache, and then I want you to Google a picture of Chick from Cars, and you tell me that they are not the same mustache. It it makes me extremely uncomfortable, because I couldn't unsee it, so I was watching, and every time Chick was on the screen, I was like, ugh, Tom Selleck is in my living room right now. It was very strange. Very, very strange. Another weird thing that I noticed that I... Honestly, I would bet money that none of you have ever seen this, or noticed it, at least. But, 
prepare yourself for this. It's insane. There is a cutscene. Lightning McQueen is thinking about Dinoco, and he's talking about, or it's not, he's not talking, he's thinking about it, and we are basically, like, in his head. And he's thinking of himself, he's got, like, the blue Dinoco, like, design on his car, and he's, like, got the helicopter and all of that. There's a cutscene, it's, it's pretty quick, but it's hard to miss, where he has rockets and wings, and he's flying. And he's on another planet that looks like it's supposed to be Mars. It's kind of red. Um, and Lightning McQueen shoots the rockets. And then they, um, they're they seen hitting these spark plug aliens. Um, and genuinely, I think that because of that scene, the military should have done what, top, what they did with Top Gun and placed recruiters outside of the theaters and been like, we're recruiting you all. Um, join the Space Force right now. Like, that should have been Space Force propaganda, and it wasn't, but it should have been. It really should have been. The military probably could have gotten some some people to sign up from that little cutscene. And if you don't believe me that that's real, um, I'll put a picture of it on the YouTube. Like, it genuinely happened. And that's insane to me. The fact that it happened and then no one talked about it. Because it was so quick! Oh, Lady McQueen's on another planet. He just shot a rocket at a spark plug spider alien. Okay. And the fact that we all saw that, and our brains just were like, yeah, and moved on. To the point where I didn't even notice it until the last time I watched it. And I was like, whoa, what was that? I just, I just think that that's, it's crazy what your brain would just turn off. It's like, nah, that's fine. You don't need to remember that small detail. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about is the intro scene. Um, Lightning McQueen is driving around in the middle of nowhere. He's about to get into Radiator Springs and screw up that entire tiny town that he was going into. And he... It cuts away from him, and we see kind of the town at peace, which is weird. Um, because if the cars were human beings, it would be terrifying. Like, these cutscenes would be horrifying. You see Fillmore and Sarge, who, if you think about them in human terms, are a war veteran and a hippie, sitting, just sitting, watching a streetlight flash. And the hippie is convinced that it flashes longer. And the other guy's like, ugh, I don't care. Then we see Red, the fire truck. Um, watering flowers. It's dark, though. It's dark. Who goes outside and waters their flowers in the dark? So, now imagine a firefighter. Like, I'm imagining, like, a big buff firefighter just going out with, like, a watering can and being, like, <sighs> on the flowers at, like, 11 o'clock at night. That's creepy. And a half. Then you have Mater... Just being Mater, which is sketchy enough by itself. But it just looks creepy. And if they were human beings, it could be the beginning of a horror movie. Where they're like, ooh, something's going on in this town and it's not good. And we're about to go into this town and we don't know that something going on in this town is not good. So, next thing. And I want to mention something really quickly. Um, I'm not the first person to do this. I am 
I can't say that. I'm probably the first person to go in this much detail. I watched Cars 1 three times to get these notes down. So, I'm pretty positive that I'm probably the only person that's done it in this much depth. If I'm wrong, you can tell me and I will correct myself in the next episode. But, like, genuinely, I'm not the first person to do this. And I got the idea from other people doing it and talking about it and all of that. So, I would like to say that Mike's Mike on YouTube has already done this general thing. And this next piece is actually specifically from his. And if I do use anything else from his video in the podcast, I will make sure to call, to shout that out. So it's Mike's Mike on YouTube. Um, Mike as in Mike Wazowski, but not Mike Wazowski. It's just M-I-K-E-S and then Mike as in microphone. So Mike's Mike, M-I-C, M-I-K-E-S, M-I-C on YouTube. And his video is hilarious and it's really good. And it's just about as unhinged as this. Probably about equally unhinged. But I think it's it's probably not possible to not be unhinged when you're discussing this topic. It's chaos. But anyway. Mike pointed out that the tractors are the only machine driven vehicles slash automobile Okay, listen, the planes are sentient, the tractors are sentient, the- everything is sentient, okay? All of the things that are machine-driven are sentient, right? They all are alive, and they're all human-like. So, if that's the- if that's the case, then that implies that all of the things that were mechanical are alive. Not saying, like, TVs or something like that, but the- Vehicles are all alive. So why are the tractors like animals? It doesn't make any sense. And it feels racist, if I'm being completely honest. Why are the tractors seen as like some kind of animal? Like they're almost treated like cows. Like they get loose in the town and they like have to round them up. But it's like, what? So yeah, the, the tractor scene just feels racist, and it doesn't seem necessary. Like, the tractor tipping scene, it doesn't really add much. Like, yeah, him and Mater, like, bond a little bit. But it doesn't add anything to the story itself. And I feel like there were other ways for them to bond that didn't imply that rednecks don't have brains. But anyway. After that, I put that, um, oh, this is the psych, uh, major in me, because I put that, um, Doc B means McQueen is literally him protecting, rejecting, uh, his own self-hatred on someone that reminds him of himself. And, moving on. So... My last thing that I would like to address is the fact that this movie is genuinely about Stockholm Syndrome and we're not addressing it. Um, everyone wants to talk about how Beauty and the Beast is Stockholm Syndrome, um, and it is, but Lightning McQueen went through a lot, okay? And they are limiting, they limited his gas. So what, th what that means 
is essentially, in my mind, running out of gas is the equivalent of, like, passing out, right? So, like, they just, in an actual car, you run out of gas, you go, and then you, it, the car dies, right? So, essentially what's happening to the car is that it is passing out. Like, it, it just, like, faints, basically. So, what they're doing is, they're limiting his food intake. They're rationing his gasoline, right? So, essentially, they're rationing his food so that he'll pass out, and they even have Mater tow him back. So, essentially, what's happening is, Lenny McQueen is driving, he's, like, running away. He's passing out because they didn't give him enough food, and then Mater is going and dragging him back. So, again, I'll say this this way. I didn't mean to hit the mic, but basically... Again, imagine if they were people, and this happened. I mean, they are literally holding this man captive, right? He can't escape, and when he tries, they he literally passes out and they drag him back. Like, that's not good, okay? It's very bad, okay? And it just feels like, in the end, he actually really loves these people, which is kind of crazy. Because the way they treated him, like, he was like, an actual, like, terrorist. They were like, we're gonna limit your food, you won't be able to run away, like, dude, this man, they treated him like he had committed a murder. Like, this, look, the crime does not fit the punishment here, and I would like everyone to acknowledge the fact that Lightning McQueen was wronged, okay? And the only reason that he fell in love with this town is because he was being held captive in it. He really had no other choice. But anyway, that is all that I have. But I would like to leave you guys with a quote. And I'll try to do this for Cars 2, although I'm not sure that I will be able to. But Lightning McQueen says that the track is always lit in this movie. And this was before lit was a word that people used. But I like to think that he knew when he said it what it meant what it would mean and i think that we can apply that to life so everybody just remember that you don't need headlights because the track is always lit okay so if someone tells you hey you need headlights just be like dude stop you don't need headlights the track's always lit and you can apply that however you would like to <laughs> Because I have no no idea how you're going to apply that, but you should. However you're doing it, you're doing it correctly, and I'm proud of you, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening to me, putting up with me, and dealing with some of the chaotic stuff that's in my brain. And I'm sorry that now all of these insane things that I think about cars are in your brain. And I really, truly am sorry for that. If you guys want to follow me on anything else, which I would really, really, really appreciate, you can find me on everything at Abby Drives. Uh, no spaces, no capitals, just Abby Drives. Um, like that. Uh, if you're on Spotify, I just showed everyone my shirt. Sorry. Anyway, I'm on Spotify. My uh, podcast is called Abby Drives. The Instagram account is Abby Drives. 
I'm on Facebook, but I wouldn't follow me on there. There's really nothing good on there, so probably don't follow me on Facebook because I think Facebook is for old people, so I won't be on it. Um, and then other than that, I'm on TikTok at Abby Drives. Also, YouTube will be Abby Drives as well. Everything I'm on is Abby Drives, so find me on all of those things. The YouTube version of this, so the actual recording of this, if you missed parts of it, if you just got in, um, whatever the case may be, it will be the full video on YouTube with pictures, by the way. So, if you don't know me, follow me on all of those things. If you do know me, hi. This is a thing that I'm doing now. If I get famous, you can tell everyone that you knew me before. Lucky you.